0: Hello, 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 welcome, Donna's Weight Loss Lifestyle friends. I'm excited again for this Thought Thursday. And tonight's Thought Thursday, I think, is going to be very relevant to many of us who have been on a long, long, long weight loss journey. Um, and just to women in general, it's very, very applicable, you know, as far as our negative thoughts and the beliefs we have about ourselves in terms of weight loss and in terms of weight management, fitness, all of those things. And also, um, just in our in our negative thinking of, well, this will never happen for me because of these things. So I'm excited to bring this information to you. It is going to be festive. So thank you for joining me. So um, the topic is Punishing or bullying ourselves to our goal weight. And it's um, got a lot to do with our thoughts, obviously, but we do have a tendency to think that we can like uh, punish ourselves or bully ourselves to weight management. And what I mean by that is that we think that we kind of have this um psychology and sometimes parents we see parents using this method too where they're they're like you know putting the person down to try to make them change their behavior right and we see that in parenting sometimes sometimes we see that like in coaching you know like coaches coaching teams you know like they'll they'll say a lot of negative things to the team in order to hopefully get them to turn around. Like if I say enough bad stuff, they'll realize how bad they are, and then they'll turn around. And we do that type of thing with art our, to ourselves as well in weight management. And we probably in our heart of hearts, we don't think that that will work, right? Because it's never worked before, <laughs> right? And we don't like it when people do that to us. And we don't think it works for us, but yet we do it to ourselves anyway. And so that is what tonight's Thought Thursday is going to be about. So first of all, a brief review of Brooke Castillo's self-coaching model. She is my weight loss coach, and uh, she has created the model with the five elements of our thoughts, our feelings, and our actions. Um, which is a common model um, out there in thought work and coaching and even in some um, psychology situations and things like that. But Brooke just brings it all together with five elements. Um, And the first thing that we have to do before we dig into the five elements and before we apply them to our negative thoughts and our bullying and our punishing is that we have to agree right here and now that life is 50-50. We see this a lot, and I've talked about it a lot in terms of like really negative things in our lives. So, like, our you know, it's very like negative, like grief or something really bad happening in our lives, and how there's you know, that's just the way life is, and we accept it from a spiritual standpoint. Those of us who are of the Christian faith, we know that the rain falls on the just and the unjust. So, we see this everywhere in our world. And, we, and, it, and it's easy to see in terms of you know, like really negative things. So yes, this is, these are negative things and they happen, and then these are you know, positive things, and yes, they all take place all the time. Um, it's a little bit more difficult to see it in terms of weight management and weight loss and our thoughts surrounding our weight and our weight goals because um, we have a tendency to think that everything negative is true right? So I was trying to think of a good example for this. And because I, what I'm going to say to you here in a little bit, and what we have been learning in our thoughts Thursday and our Saturday morning models, is that our thoughts are optional and they're not facts. So then, you know, what kind of thought would, would be something that we would need to, to believe or, or that we just need to accept? And I was thinking about different, like, food allergies and things like that. So somebody who, for example, uh, does really well on keto. So suppose you're one of those people, one of those rare women who love, love, love keto, just could eat fat all the time, just, you know, you don't really care if you eat, um, you know, fruits and vegetables and things like that. You don't care about starches, you don't care about sugar, you love keto. But then maybe you've had your um, gallbladder taken out. So maybe you get sick all the time with keto. And so that would be a negative circumstance and how you respond to that of course is you know it's such a bummer that i can't be on keto or i can be on keto uh i can't be on keto because of this and so that is just accepting that that's that's something in life that can't be changed right you can't put your gallbladder back in you can't make your body accept all that fat if it will not so there are instances where things are not necessarily as thought-driven, they are circumstance-driven when it comes to weight management. But what we wanna focus on, focus in on is uh, the things that are thoughts that we can change. So here we go. We have our self-coaching model. I'm not gonna spend a lot of time here. The, uh, the episode is up at the blog, I believe it's episode 58, and it's called Introducing the Self-Coaching Model or Introducing Think, Feel, Act. And it is the, the long video, the introduction to all of this model, is there at com, So you can watch that there. But for our purposes today, we know this the elements of the model right here. I think I have a glare. Let see if that works. All right. We know the elements. And again, this is how Brooke Casillo has taken the thought, feel, and act cycle, which is very prevalent in thought work. And she's added these other two elements. Um, and, and it's really compelling. Because with only this in the middle, we can sometimes confuse circumstances with thoughts. But with all five elements, we don't do that as much. So that's one of the things I love about using her model, falling off my chair. I have pillows to make me higher. (laughs) All right, so here we go, guys. Circumstance, uh, a circumstance, any circumstance can trigger a thought, which can cause our feeling, a feeling, which causes actions, multiple actions that we take, And then that leads to result right now what we're going to focus on uh, this week and next week is our negative thoughts that we think are facts so right in here we have negative thoughts about our weight about our fitness about our bodies about um, our weight loss goals or our uh, ability or inability we feel to achieve them and so that is uh, the negative thoughts that we think are really facts. Okay, so we're gonna talk about those and how we have to A, believe that they're really thoughts and B, learn how to control and manage our mind. All right, so then next is our feeling and those negative thoughts, they lead to real feelings. They are real feelings, right? They're their desperation, they're hopelessness, they're defeat. They are um, uh, feelings of failure. They are uh, like indifference, giving up. Those types, they do lead to real feelings that we can't seem to shake. But we can shake those feelings if we come back up here and and work on this. All right, then our feelings cause our actions. So these feelings cause us to take actions that do not lead to the results that we want. So this has been true every single week that we have looked at the model um, by itself like this, that these are true things. But we want to look up here and say, okay, these negative thoughts, we are sure they're real. We are sure they're true. We are sure they're, they're circumstances. My arms look like my grandma's when she was 80. That is the truth. People in my family agree with me. It's true. But it's still a thought. So it's really not true. All right, so down here then we have a result which is not goal weight or not weight loss. Okay. So with our thought right here, we need to be able to see that thought, the thoughts that are unkind or the thoughts that are punishing to ourselves, right? And so many times we have become so conditioned to just automatically think these thoughts you know, we have 60,000 thoughts a day. So so many times we have these thoughts and we don't even necessarily um, think about thinking them, right? We just think these thoughts. We don't even think about uh, the fact that we think them. They just, they just hit us, right? <laughs> they don't hit us. And we want to learn to manage them. We want to learn to control them so we have to be able to see these unkind these punishing thoughts we can't do anything about them if we don't believe they're there and we don't see that we have them all right so we must also believe that those thoughts are leading to these feelings of hopelessness okay so many times we have feelings we're just like i just don't know why i just feel so defeated i just feel like i feel hopeless i just feel uh, you know, or maybe we're just like indifferent, I just don't even care anymore. And we don't understand, and we think that it starts right there in the middle with the feeling. When it really starts with managing our minds and our thoughts, we tend to believe all that we think. Like if it is a thought we're having, it's true. Right? And, um, just like now those us, we thinking adults, we can see things on Facebook, we can see things in social media, and we can say, that's not true, that doesn't make any sense, that's, that, that, that logic is completely off. And we can do that with things we hear and see and read, and we also have to be able to do that with our own thoughts. If we believe all of the thoughts that just keep coming in and coming in and coming in, then we will have feelings that we don't want. And then, of course, think, feel, act, we will also have actions that we do not want. So, feelings then, in that self-coaching model. I'm remembering, of course, from the model that feelings are a result of our thoughts, and again, that's why it's crucial to control those thoughts, to take control of our brain and to manage our thoughts instead of letting our thoughts run us. And, you know, I think back, those of you who are watching who are Christians, I think back to so many, you know, scripture verses like, take every thought captive. It's like, oh, yeah, because when I just let my thoughts run wild to, with me, what happens? I have these terrible feelings. I have actions that do not get the result that I want, that do not lead to a good outcome that I want. Huh, Yeah. No wonder we're supposed to take every thought captive, right? And we know we're supposed to, but we it's not just knowing it, right? There are a lot of uh, those of, of, of all faiths. There are a lot of commands and a lot of things in our faith, uh, all different faiths, not just the Christian faith, in which we're supposed to do things, but we just can't figure out how or, or, or what steps we can take. And so that's why I love this thought work, because it is helping me take those uh, actions to change my thoughts so I have clear and uh, distinct steps to take. Um, The goal is not necessarily, with our feelings, to always have happy, continuously happy thoughts. And that's one reason why I always start every Thought Thursday or Morning Model with, we must believe in 50-50. What happens when we don't believe in 50-50 is suppose we think that everything's always supposed to be happy and, and, and good, well and wonderful, and perfect. Well, then we have no contrast in life, right? But also, when it is something that's negative that we could change, we are just glossing that over and not necessarily believing that it's really a negative thing. Or on the other side, if we believe that life is so bad all the time, then we just accept bad things even when we should change them, right? So 50-50 is important. So the goal is not continuous happy feelings. The goal is appropriate feelings and feelings that lead to actions. Feelings that lead to actions that will cause us to meet our goals. And then, of course, actions. We take actions based on our feelings. And we tend to think that we act a certain way um, that, that we feel a certain way because of our actions. Like, oh man, I just overate, I ate off protocol, I didn't keep my fast as long as I wanted to today, I opened my window too early, I kept my window open too long, I ate sugar and it's a non-sugar day, whatever it might be. And we tend to think those actions are ca- cause us to feel bad. So all of those things that we just did. So if we did all of those things today, then we think, oh, man, all of those things make me feel bad. They make me feel, you know, hopeless. They make me feel defeated. When in reality, it's the other way around. Our thoughts lead to our feelings of hopelessness, and then we act. So maybe we didn't really recognize our thought. Maybe we're not, you know, that along in our thought work where we're recognizing these thoughts are causing these feelings these feelings are causing these actions but we need to get it in the right order it's think feel act otherwise we're always going to have this list of actions that we took and then we're always going to be going yep I did all these things and they made me feel this way and we'll have no solution for them whereas if we go the other way these thoughts led to these feelings and led to these actions guess what I can change these actions. I can change these actions by looking at the feeling that led to them, and I can change the feeling that led to them by changing my thoughts. It's actually the the self-coaching model and the think, feel, act cycle actually puts us in control of our eating, weight, fitness, body actions better than anything else. Because the other way we are at the effect of them, right? We're doing these actions and we don't know why. We can't do anything about them. We can't turn it around. We can't stop it. We can't change it. You know, I don't know why I keep doing these things. I just don't get it. I start out great and then I do this or that and the other. Or I feel so optimistic and then I just blow it. And we're 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 going backwards and we don't see any way to solve it, right? Because we know we can't just Okay, white knuckle, white knuckle, willpower, willpower. I believe that's, um, I don't know what episode that's on. I don't know what episode it's on. Anyway, I have a willpower broadcast. Anyway, we don't have enough. <laughs> we don't have enough willpower for the um, 120 food thoughts every day and the 4,000 decisions that we have to make every day. We don't have enough, right? So that's why we use thought work. That's why we control our hormones. That's why we control our, control our brain. Uh, chemicals and our neurotransmitters, like dopamine and things like that, because we can do those things even when we can't do willpower. So I love teaching what we can do, because let's do what we can do, right? Let's find out what we really can do, and let's do those things. Let's not focus on the things that maybe we don't have enough of, or we don't have the power to control, such as willpower. All right, so then our actions, again, they're always based on our feelings. And again, we think it's the other way around, but it's not. All right, so our negative thoughts and beliefs about us. Okay, those negative thoughts and beliefs about us are what keep us stuck at the same weight. They keep us from moving ahead because, again, they're affecting our actions. Right, so it's not woo woo. It's not like I'm gonna think myself thin. I think I am, I think I am, I think I am, and I wake up tomorrow morning and I wear a size six. All right, it's not that way. It's instead my thoughts, which I can control, and thoughts are optional, and I have the power to manage my mind. I have that kind of control once I start practicing it and working on. controlling my thoughts, stopping them in their tracks, getting new ones, right? We have that power. What do we tell little kids? Okay, what do we tell a child in elementary school who comes home and says, you know, I just can't do multiplication, I just can't, and they say it over and over and over again, and we say, don't say that, don't think that, because then you'll never learn it if you think that. If you think you if you think you won't, you won't, right? And we do all these little platitudes and everything to our children, to our grandchildren, right? And we say, you know, don't think that, don't feel that way, you need to think you can. Nana thinks you can, you need to think you can, right? Why do we tell kids that? Because it's true. That's why we tell kids that. I tell my students, I, many of you know I teach 70 kids writing every single week and um, in different locations all around about within a half an hour of me and um, or an hour of me. and sometimes they come to me and sometimes I come to them and I just I tell them if they start saying something like you know I just I'm just not creative, I'm just not this I just I just I, I'm terrible at research. I say S- don't say that don't say that, that's not true, you know that's not true, and then I, I say, can you believe that you are very creative, and if this is a story writing week, can you believe that you are very creative, and she's like, no, I don't believe that, I said, okay, then can you believe I am learning how to be creative, Miss Donna is helping me learn how to be so creative, can you believe that, she said, yeah, I can believe that right we do this with kids we need to do it with ourselves right we need to do it with our own brains our own minds all right so beliefs beliefs that's a hard thing because we have a tendency to say well i see what you're saying about thoughts and everything but i have these beliefs about myself i mean they're just they're they're just terrible beliefs that i have and and i can't change them you know beliefs are like They're different than thoughts. You know, we think they're different. We think that they're bigger and and faster and permanent, right? And we think that beliefs are more true because they're so ingrained within us. But the good news is that a belief is just a thought that we've kept on thinking. I think about that Cinderella song all the time when I think about this. I tell this to myself sometimes. How do I say that? Okay, like, uh, oh, uh, something is, a uh, wish is uh, a, a dream is a wish your heart makes. Oh, I love Disney. Yeah, I have my new Mickey necklace and earrings today that I got uh, at Disney World two weeks ago. Anyway, um, yeah, so we say, Cinderella, in the Cinderella song says, a dream is a wish your heart makes, and I always say, a belief is a thought your brain Thinks your mind. I don't think I say brain your a belief is a thought your mind thinks a belief is just something that we Think of over and over and over again. It's just a thought But it just so happens that it's a deeply ingrained thought Because we thought it so 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 much right and you know, you know how in like families you want to instill certain things in your kids, and so you're just like you're. It's just something you just do over and over and over again, right? We always used to say to our kids, "The Risha's always," and this was something that we wanted them to to think. We wanted it to become a belief within them. The Risha's always, and then they were different character things and we would say that our family always does because we wanted that to become a belief so a belief is something that is repeated over and over and over again and so when it comes to negative beliefs about ourselves about our weight about our uh, fitness about our bodies you know we think that it's too entrenched but it's not because just like we made that belief we established that belief we adopted that belief from thinking something over and over and over again we can do the same thing with a positive thought that we believe over and over and over again. Um, so, if you remember, I talked about that book a, little, a couple weeks ago, a few weeks ago, called "What to Say When You What to Say When You Talk to Yourself." And in that book, it's a really old book, and it's it's kind of hard to read, but um, but it's got so many good things in it. And one of the things that it has that I really appreciated is an analogy to a computer and I talked about this before, you can come in here, I can go right in here right now to the, to my keyboard, and I can type in to a Word document, um, to any place that's gonna save it, right? I can type it right in here to, for a comment or for a, a, a post, I can type in, you know, that uh, Ray Baby still weighs 335 pounds, Donna, Dancing Donna, dancing Donna still weighs 265 pounds okay that was our highest weights both of us at one time and now we're both well over a hundred pounds under that but I could type that in and the computer will not say error 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 reject reject, reject. erase erase delete delete because whatever you type into the computer it just believes it it'll post it I can say I can hit share and it'll post it even though it's not true and that is what a belief is it is something that our brains take on to us and it believes it because we have said it over and over and over again so much and I talked about this a couple of weeks ago about how um, you know like with a child, I know I have a lot of kids analogies you have to understand like kids are the most amazing thing in the whole world I'm, I just I can't help it so anyway you guys just have to listen to all my kid analogies um, but there's something I think we can all relate to because most of it's been around kids either as an aunt or a grandma or a mom right and um, you know when you tell a kid something over and over and over again that kid starts to believe it right? And we hear people all the time say, you know, my parents just told me all growing up I was worthless and now I think I'm worthless. Well, that person's not really worthless, but it doesn't matter because that brain, that computer took those thoughts over and over and over and over again until they became a belief. It's a deeply ingrained thought. So we have a lot of deeply ingrained thoughts and beliefs about ourselves, right? And a negative thought, basically about our weight in this case, is just any thought that produces a result that we're not trying to achieve, or that is counter to what we are trying to achieve. And again, we think these are facts, right? And I'm going to be going over lots of these next week. And I see uh, my graphic girl is on here, and she's going to make some cool graphics for us for next week. And um, she always does whenever I give her the information. She always makes such cool graphics, but. Whenever a thought leads to a result that we're not, that we don't want, and it's in our control to change something, then it's, you know, like the 50-50, it's in our control to change it, that is a negative thought. And that is something that we are going to want to change. Now, another reason why thoughts, and including our negative thoughts about our weight and so forth, another reason why it feels like, they feel like facts, is because um, we look for and find evidence for our negative thoughts. Now, this is, we know this is 100% true, right? And, but we don't apply it to our weight. So, we know, um, so we can say, suppose we're gossiping. Bad idea, right? And suppose we are saying something, you know, bad about somebody, or somebody tells us something bad about somebody. And suppose they, you know, that person is so inconsiderate, you know, just I cannot believe the times that person is inconsiderate. So maybe, maybe the person tells us something that the person did that was inconsiderate, and um, so then that puts a thought in our heads about that person, and. The next time we're with that inconsiderate person, the brain is automatically looking for evidence, looking for evidence, looking for evidence. Let's get some proof. Let's get some proof that she's inconsiderate. Let's get some proof. Oh, there it is, there it is again. See, I knew that person was right. She is inconsiderate. You know, yep, she's inconsiderate. Oh, there's. I just heard her say this, she's inconsiderate. We are constantly looking for proof for our thoughts. And I don't want to spend a lot of time on this part because it's not related to weight loss, and I've talked about it a lot before, but I think a lot of us in this age range of, you know, 40 to 70, okay, a lot of times we can get this way with our teen and adult kids. I'm sorry. I'm going off on a little tangent here, but I can't help it. Because we get this way a lot with our teen and adult kids where something something happens with one of them just happened to me recently something happened with one of them and I took offense and I automatically started looking for more of those same offenses from that child even though that child loves me to pieces right and the reason I wanted to say this here is because if we want to change our relationships with our teens and our adult kids, then we have to stop looking for evidence for anything we think badly about them. We have to stop looking for that evidence and start looking for evidence of the good in them. Anyway, I'm sorry. Nothing to do with weight loss, but it's so true. See, you guys think it's true, thank you. See, it is true. We want that relationship. Our end result that we want is a good relationship, right? We can't control what they do, but we can control what we do. So let's control that. All right. So we look for evidence. So in the case of our weight management, our size, our, our body image, and so forth, we become preoccupied with finding evidence for those thoughts, even if we don't mean to, right? It's just human nature. Our brain automatically does that without wanting to. And we cannot see beyond those, right? So we're just seeing all those negative things. So The minute we start thinking, I'm going to give you a little sneak preview of some of the next week's thoughts that we're going to work through and how we're going to tweak those. And, but so we say, for example, you know, I, uh, my, in my case, you know, I had eight (laughs) C-sections. Yes. I had eight C-sections. I had eight, eight births. And, um, you know, my lower stomach is always going to be huge. It's always, it's never going to go down. It's never going to go down. And we have that thought, I have that thought that it's never going to go down. I'm supposedly 15 to 20 pounds from goal, my goal weight, and it's still, you know, I can wear a certain size in my hips and my legs and my thighs. I can fasten pretty, what I consider to be pretty small jeans, but I can't fasten them across my lower stomach. So my thought is, you know, that I'm never gonna be able to change that. I look gross, my stomach is gross, I am gross, right? I don't really do those anymore very much but that would be that would be an old one that I would have had okay Um, because instead I told you last week I am curious I'm curious how my stomach is going to go down right so I don't have to dwell in that negative thought anymore I don't have that negative belief anymore Um, so I'm just curious about it but there are all kinds of negative thoughts that we believe about ourselves that that they're so ingrained that they become beliefs and we think they are facts right so remember a fact is a number on a scale but a thought is i'm never going to get i'm never going to lose weight a fact is a waist measurement a thought is my waist is never going down it always stays in the 30s that's one of the thoughts i had for a long time until i got some 2019s we can't think that right so these thoughts then they become ingrained in us and then we they lead to the feeling of there's no reason to go the why I'm never losing that stomach none none of those machines help none of my workouts work you know none of the food changes I'm making are helping and then that leads to despair in some cases you know it lead they lead it leads to just not trying at all it leads to um, Feelings, uh, it leads to a lot of different actions, right, that will not give us the results we want. So, next week we are going to get a whole host of these negative weight, body, size thoughts. And we are going to, I have two different worksheets that Beth is going to make for us. And we're going to learn how to change these into thoughts that do feed us into good feelings, and that do cause us to take actions. We cannot beat ourselves up, punish ourselves, or bully ourselves into weight loss. We think that if we say, you know, you're just so fat, you need to diet, that we can punish ourselves, that we can bully ourselves to weight loss. But that that's going to lead, those thoughts are going to lead to a feeling of defeat, just like they do in kids when we say that to kids, not that, when we say similar things to them, and then we have the actions, right? And when we try to punish ourselves, like you know, I overate on the weekend, so you know, I don't deserve any dessert next week. You know, that's a way different thought than this week. I'm planning one dessert, one sugar dessert. It's going to be on this day, it's in my protocol, it's on my plan, and it's unrelated to any bullying, any punishing, any um, uh, you know putting down of ourselves, right? And so we have to get to the point where we don't try to punish ourselves, to bully ourselves into it, into weight loss. And the way that we're going to get to the point where we no longer punish, we no longer bully, is by getting control of our thoughts, by managing our mind. Thank you for joining me for this Thoughts Thursday. Next week, we will do part two. Ah, Oh, my word, part two of Winnie the Winnie the, Winnie House. Something didn't type up right there on my thing. Thank you for joining me. Guys, I want so many good things for you. I want so many good things for me. I want so many good things for us and I'm looking forward to taking this journey with you. I'll see you next time, thanks.